Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever hour you're listening to this podcast. This is Vanessa speaking, and you are in the classical hour. If you're here, thank you so much for listening to the first part of my podcast. And just to make a very short summary about last time, we were discussing the time uh, musical period in the history of the music. This is the second episode of the podcast, so thank you so much for being here and listening to these amazing stories and this amazing information that I know that is going to be valuable for you in the future so you can have a, a different topic to speak with other people or if you get a chance to, to meet uh, people that work as a musician so you can have a very expand knowledge about this and last time we were discussing about the classical period and for this time we will be talking about the romanticism which is my favorite time and I hope you like it and I hope you have then when you finish this you will have lots of information that you can share with anyone that you want. So the Romanticism was a time period between the 1810s to the first decade of the 20th century. And so what happened here is that we have a lot of change in not, not just because of the music change, but re remember this is a whole story. We have literature, painting, and also philosophy. And with this, we have a lot of discussion because it englobes the feelings and everything human. They're trying to get the human inside the people and not only the person that practices art or literature, but also to the people. With this, it comes with so passionate nationalism that these musicians and these pieces of music created popular chants of different countries and they developed these amazing stories between the amazing pieces that the composers wrote for the people and also for themselves because as I was telling uh, before this decade these decades englobes the passion inside the person everything the feelings the emotions and with this we have so many composers but they come from different decades so every decade has a different perspective of what is romanticism we can find um Mozart, for example, he is the father of the classicism, but yes, he had something different. And we were discussing last time that Mozart was a musician that he was for the high society, that he used to be this musician, that he composed different pieces for the high um, 
high people in the in the ro the royals and in the castles and he just composed this music that it's called uh, I, I would try to say it in this um, in his original language but he called it Linoche de Figaro which is uh, the marriage of Figaro and it was banned this piece was banned for being too revolutionary so we have this guy that he was a person um, that he was very knowledgeable and it was playing for the high society and the marquis and duchess and all these people and then he is banned in his own country and other countries because his music was too loud that people started thinking and this philosophy started initiating in the people so then many years then we have Beethoven that is the father of the romanticism and if you know Beethoven probably you will know him because of the ninth symphony which is Ode to Joy and we all know this uh, this music la 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 so that is revolutionary at that time for us it's a children's music but at that time that was pure imagination pure creativity and pure emotion and what he wrote with his fifth symphony the most known the da -da -da -da, well he was so angry because he was losing uh, his hearing his hearing and he composed this because of a necessity of expressing so many harmonics in the music then it comes this uh, man called Frederick Chopin that he his music if you listen to his music he's very sad he composed uh, as the French style they called it very sad music and these people loved him because he was a virtuoso in the piano and also this uh, time this musical period has these virtuosos that are people with technical well with extraordinary technical abilities and we have Frederick Chopin in the piano and also Niccolo Paganini in the violin and for the people that were against them let's say the church they were just in the in the side of the evilness but no, they were just expressing. It was something, as I was calling it before, this philosophy of expressing you, expressing what you feel, and being true to yourself. Then we have uh, the end. This uh, period becomes the nationalist because it has an open mind and also because the people thinks. It's not only the music, but is the transmission. What transmits the message of the people is the music, the nationalism. And we have different types of um, composers from different countries. For example, Puccini in Italy, Tchaikovsky in Russia with his Nutcracker and the Swan Lake symphonies, which are amazing. And 
also because they want to express something about their own culture and the language so they can have an own meaning and all people can understand each other. For this, it becomes a bigger orchestras, bigger bands, more woodwind instruments to have different and higher tones and, and also different tonalities. And here we can find the saxophone for the first time. We didn't hear that instrument, the tuba, and also the piano, even though the piano is one of the oldest, let's say in classical um, instruments, but the piano becomes the popular one. And also, it says that the virtuosity of the people make it more expressive. And to recapitulate and to have a conclusion about the Romanticism period is that these musicians, they were not paid to do music. The music was born within them, with passion, with expression, with emotions of what they felt and what they wanted to give you as a message. And they were creating these beautiful pieces for an imaginary crowd. What is the imaginary crowd? Is you, the future, and also for the eternity. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we will see you for the next part. Thank you for listening.